And welcome again uh, to the two Jacks. It's uh, Jack the Insider, Peter Hoisted, uh, coming you from coming here from you today at, at Sydney. And in Hong Kong, we've got uh, the other Jack, Hong Kong Jack. How are you? Good day, Jack. Now, in Hong Kong, mate, you've got some problems. Um, zero COVID is not working out. No, it doesn't seem to be going terribly well. I think we had uh, 6,000 cases yesterday. And, of course, no one knows whether that's actually an accurate figure at mm. the moment because the testing system is a little bit overwhelmed. Yeah. But um, given that we've had 20,000 cases in total up today from the whole yeah. virus, um, this is a very, very big number. Uh, uh, so let's say twenty thousand up to January twenty twenty two, yeah. and now and now you're getting five, six thousand cases per day. Yeah, and going up. And and, and just by way of um, uh, of explanation, you know, New South Wales po- uh, population is almost on a par with the Hong Kong population. Yeah, seven odd million. Yeah. So yeah. you know, when we think about our cases here, when we got up to a good forty thousand per day. Uh, right in January in 2022, uh, similar sort of uh, demographics or similar sort of, similar sort of population figure anyway to, to 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 reference that from. But yeah, from very low numbers to hitting five five to six thousand cases per day. We're going to actually have a, a, a proper deeper look at that yeah. later in the program, uh, and, and Jack will have some uh, messages on what's happening because clearly the government needs to respond to that. Um, but we're going to move over to the Ukraine, and uh, things might have calmed down a little bit, Jack, in in the Ukraine. They may have. Yes, it's it's a it's a fifty fifty call on whether they've calmed down or it's the lull before the storm. Yeah, look, it, it, we did see uh, we have seen talk at least of troop standdowns in uh, Russian troop standdowns on the border there. Uh, the NATO folk are not entirely convinced. Um, so we're not entirely sure what's going on in, in terms of is it another Putin game of chess or, uh, or or are these sort of major threats coming essentially from NATO and also the United States working? What's your, what's, your, what's your guess? Oh, gee, that's that's a hard one to call. I thought it might have been the German Chancellor finally got his chance at the big table. Got, he did have a go on the big table. It's, yeah. a, it's a lovely thing, yeah. isn't it, the big table? It looked like – I heard it described as being like three huge cricket stumps uh, with a table on the on the top of it, like a big uh, like a big set of bales that goes right it over does. it. It's, it's a table for a good 20 people. And when you go and meet uh, Vladimir, uh, you're, you're right down the other end. <laughs> You'd have to use yeah. semaphore to be heard. You know, it's, there's an even it's an even better table that. Um, uh, oh yeah, that um, uh, that, that uh, Vladimir took his briefing from the foreign sec his his foreign secretary, Sergei Lavrov. Yeah, it's it's a ripper it's a ripper table. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good table for oh, good, good thirty or forty. Um, uh, I, I, I thought it looked a little bit like the table they paint the Last Supper on, uh, but it would own, that would only have worked if Jesus had had one hundred and twenty apostles rather than twelve. <laughs> you know, um, the, the big table is a is is a very strange sort of Russian. Russian cultural edifice, I think, or, or, or maybe it's a cultural thing, or maybe Vlad's maybe Vlad's got COVID, or or, or, or a bit of bad bo, very bad breath, you know. <laughs> 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 
but, but, but more more seriously about Ukraine, I yeah. mean, what's the, what's the best answer? Is it, is it, you know, I've been reading various opinions on this and some people will say, well, look, we really just need to understand that there is a Russian-speaking part of Ukraine and a... Um, and a a non-Russian speaking part of Ukraine and and maybe the best solution is, you know, dare we say it, a two-state solution, that there is a Russian Ukraine and a non-Russian Ukraine and, and, and the, the Russian Ukraine comes back under the... Uh, the back, back, to the, back to the motherland. Back yeah. to the motherland. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look. What do you think uh, about that? No, I don't. I don't like that idea at all. I mean, these two-state solutions are invariably poor, and we've still got a massive uh, potential flashpoint in Korea uh, over mm. the two-state type solutions. There. The other thing I think is really important is that someone really needs to draw a line in the sand with Putin. You know, um, I think it's the only thing he respects. Any form of weakness he will exploit. And and really it's about time, and we've talked about this in other programs, where he has benefited from fairly weak isolationist policies from the last two presidents uh, in, uh, in Trump and, and, and Obama. And, uh, and I like this idea. I do like the approach of, of, of Sleepy Joe uh, just saying, mate, you do it and, and we'll deal with you. And and uh, and really it's just been, you know, that sort of hard hand-in-the-air type diplomacy saying you, you, you cross these lines and you are in big trouble. Well, that's, that's, what, that's what Obama was famous for. He's always drawing lines in the sand. Oh, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. true. He, yeah, he, had, he, he, he was constantly moving them. Um, but but yeah. no, I, I, I think the only thing that Vladimir Putin respects is a hard line, uh, <coughs> a, a, a hard diplomatic line that says we, we will only go so far with diplomacy and, and if you want to keep creeping over the line, then understand you will get slapped. Uh, <clears throat> it's it's, it's a, a bit a, a, a little bit hard to do that post the debacle in Afghanistan. Look, uh, we have seen a lot of uh, conservative commentary. Um, first, uh, we were told that Joe Biden was uh, demented and weak and all these sorts of things, and then uh, we were told he'd been too strong, uh, throwing uh, throwing Americans again into uh, into a, a sort of unwinnable war. But I, I think certainly the announcement from uh, from Biden to put troops on the ground in a training and advisory position really changed the changed things greatly. We have had firmer responses from Germany too, and a lot of uh, Russian economic infrastructure has been has been put at risk too. So. You know, I just get the, you know, I have that very strong view that when you deal with someone like Putin, who's been getting away with murder, literally getting away with murder for a very, very long time, that the only only way to deal with him is in a very hard way. Uh, yeah, I think, I, that's think probably, that's, I think that's probably right. The Germans' problem is that, you know, for all that you say that Angela Merkel was the smartest woman in the room, smartest person in the room, um, their problem with Russia was, was of her doing. By shutting down the nuclear industry and, and, and relying on Russian gas, she's made herself strategically weaker in a very significant way, made her country strategically weaker. 
Yeah, but look, uh, well, we're not entirely sure how the how, but the but Biden has Biden has advised us. Sleepy Joe has advised us that the second uh, oil pipeline uh, to come into Nordstrom. Germany, where Nordstrom will not proceed if uh, if Putin invades, and I suspect that's a, a significant. Economic factor on making Putin waver. At least we, at least he's at, at wavering stage. I think we can say that. Um, whether uh, he proceeds or not is uh, really in the lap of the gods. But um, he he has come up against a bullock this time, and he's been allowed to get away with a lot of things before, particularly in Syria. Now, what I'm thinking of there in, in Syria, that was the the Barack Obama don't cross that line, and then he did, and nothing happened. Um, and that's the you know that's the great failure when you're dealing with all of these characters. I think you've got to be pretty hard with them. Absolutely, yeah. You know, it's you know, well, these foreign relation things are you know they're not academic exercises. You know, it's no, it's, no, it's, it's, it's it's deadly serious stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and and I think Putin has been allowed to you know, uh, get away with get away with a great deal. Um, some of his behaviour, really, you know, when we're talking about uh, British citizens being murdered uh, in <coughs> as a result of Russian agents, we're talking about adventurism in the Caucasus, and and that's all been allowed to go ahead. Um, support for uh, the regime in Syria, uh, which led to this sort of flood of refugees, uh, well, a major contributing factor to this flood of refugees into Europe from Syria. You know, these things were allowed to go on and Putin was sort of sitting back there almost like the puppet master. And mm. uh, Very and few of those, a, a modest number of those were actually from Syria, of course. Well, that, yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand that, you know, the refugees aren't all from Syria, but you do have over a million and a half people displaced, some internally, some externally in Syria. Mm. And, mm. and that really did sort of kick off a great deal of political upset throughout Europe. And and really, I, I saw sort of Putin as being the one who sat back and and basically was um, was running that. Um, yeah, listen, so listen, Angela Merkel saying, "Welcome, welcome, welcome," you know, to wherever yeah, you're from. And Vladimir walking in with a dog because he knew she was frightened of dogs and things like that. So when when you when I say she was the smartest woman in the room, she probably wasn't the most cunning and wasn't the most awful person in the room. Definitely not. Vladimir needs hard minds and hard words and he seems to respect those. Needs someone as cunning on the other side of the long table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and good with semaphore. So you, I think, you know, about, I think so they could use it. When I first saw it, I thought you could probably use that table to play table tennis, except that the drop oh, shot would long. be all over the drop shot. Wouldn't it it? Be over, <laughs> you could actually, you could actually roll the arm over and play play a bit of indoor cricket on it. Um, oh, it's, it's, probably it, could. The uh, the one with Sergey Lavrov there uh, that was a huge table. Um, yeah, there's something there's something going on there with Vlad because uh, no one likes to get all that close to him. I did no, I did don't. see that wonderful piece of footage, and I'm not quite sure where it was, but it was not not quite sure what it was about. But we do had sort of a collection of Russian citizens sort of posing for a photograph, and a young bloke sort of you know Vlad's 
Vlad's in the second row and a young bloke just sort of stands stands but and he's quite tall, so he sort of covers Vladimir's face and all of a sudden there's a rough hand that grabs him away and puts him somewhere else in the slot. So and then they move a move a a woman in front who so so Vladimir's face can be seen and Vlad just Which, puts on the smile. What's the what's the crime? Lesser majesty, isn't it? <laughs> He, the, the young lad who got moved away, he was very, very grateful that, that that just a bit of rough housing on his arm was all it took. You know, he, yeah. he realised his error too late. Uh, and speaking of which, Jack, speaking of realising errors too late, we do have Prince Andrew settling his case because, well, because why would that be? You're a lawyer, Jack. Why would he settle rather than go ahead? Well, if you if you were his, if you were his lawyer, one of the reasons why you'd be looking to settle the case is that you have a client who you couldn't possibly put in the witness box, <laughs> uh, because if the if the if the very smart Emily Matlas can reduce him to a gibbering wreck, um, uh, um, a, a hard nosed lawyer would have a field day with him. Oh. But 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 the thing I like most about the Emily Emily Matlas interview was that he's reported to have walked out and said to his uh, aide, said, I think that went pretty well. Yeah, it was terrific. <laughs> How to look to you guys. I, 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 feel, I, I feel good about it. Uh, that, yeah, that was the BBC interview, which was you know, widely considered a train wreck. Uh, and, and, and really, uh, that's saying a great deal about a lot of train wrecks. Um, yeah. uh, but every, uh, every, every litigation lawyer's had a client who you know that you can run the case up until the point where they've got to go in the witness box and you can't mark any further. And, and the cross-examination, no. as you say, would be, would be spectacular. Uh, the, other thing to, the other thing to note about it is in these situations, you know, say you sue the other driver in a motor car accident or you've got a, a client who a doctor's done wrong by, so you sue the doctor, and ostensibly the, the, the other lawyer's client is um, uh, the other driver or the doctor, but that's only partly true in reality. In reality... The, the, the real client on the other end is the insurer who's standing behind um, uh, the driver or the doctor. Yes. Well, they've got the checkbook. Mm. They've got the checkbook. They're going to make the call. In this situation, my view is that the, the real um, uh, defendant in this case was Queen Elizabeth II because she's the person who's going to have to... Going to have to pull the checkbook out of the drawer and um, uh, and uh, and write her name on the bottom of it. Yes, um, yes. Uh, because because I, I don't think he's got the ten million quid or whatever it is to uh, to, to settle the case. So. It's 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 a big it's a big amount and 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 some of it has been set aside for victims of uh, of sexual abuse uh, and, uh, and and human trafficking. I, um, I, I wondered whether that part of the settlement was in part to give the Queen some cover so she can say she wrote a cheque for a charity rather than a cheque for the person who's suing... Um, well, she, uh, she doesn't pay tax, mate, so it doesn't really matter, does it? Well, no, it, well, no it's not... It's not more, more your PR exercise. Yeah, it's, it's more your PR exercise. Yeah, the other reason it had to be settled was because it's doing untold damage to the monarchy, so... And, um, you know, and the best thing that can happen to him is that he takes up a new hobby, you know. Uh, wasn't one of his predecessors big on collecting stamps or something? You know? <laughs> well, they're on the, 
They're on the they're on them a lot, um, so yeah. it makes it easier. Yeah, this yeah, one, that's right. Yeah, there's one. There's me. Um, look, the other thing they, I, they, I, could, I, they I, could perhaps pick up a, a first edition Novak Djokovic yeah, from from, <laughs> yeah, from Serbia. Yeah. Yes, he's on the he's on the face of them. Yeah, the yeah. Queen's on quite a lot of them. Um, uh, look, the other thing is, of course, that, that there's an FBI investigation ongoing into all of this, mm. uh, and. Uh, there was a, a particularly amusing tweet from the FBI. You don't get very funny tweets from the FBI normally, but this was very funny. When Prince Philip uh, was, um, uh, when there was a great deal of mourning going on over Prince Philip, Prince Andrew, and it seemed to be sort of uh, doing the uh, senior family member thing and was out talking to the media and mm. saying how the Queen was feeling and how the rest of the family was going and so forth. And the FBI <laughs> tweet was, Oh, he's giving press conferences now because they've made it very clear that they would like to have a word with word in his shell like and perhaps yeah. he, if he'd be so kind as to give them a statement. They'll send yeah. over a, a couple of agents, uh, can be done in the UK, can be done in the US, and never never received a satisfactory response from him. My guess is that the FBI investigation won't go very far uh, and that's because of the list of people who other people other suspects who would be very long and very distinguished. Uh, yes, well, uh, and this is all, of course, relating to the Jeffrey Epstein scandal mm. who was deceased. His uh, former uh, partner in crime has just been convicted without saying really a word other than she was innocent and mm. she's due to be sentenced. Uh, she's due to be sentenced in the next month or so, I think. And, I uh, think she is. And she'll uh, she'll be looking at a nice old stretch, I dare say. Um, but she's uh, remains stum, uh, and uh, and while she remains stum, that would be Andrew's best defence. But it also means that he probably can't just pop over uh, over to the US for a game of golf. Um, no, I don't think he'd be going to the US in a hurry. No. No. In fact, what will become of him, mate? Is he going to be sort of one of those spooky royals who just sits in a, sits in an old uh, sits in an old castle and uh, and mutters to himself uh, over a brandy? That's probably right. Um, uh, he's very keen on golf, and I think well, perhaps that was because he was president of the Royal Nation or something. You know, um, yeah, yeah. He, he likes these titles and you know, yeah, little bits of importance. Hasn't got um, any of them anymore. No, <laughs> they're all no, gone. No. So, so perhaps you have to take up something. Look, the the, the, the nicest assessment I saw of him um, uh, it was from a chap. Well, that'd be that of his own, wouldn't it? Uh, well, exactly. It's of his own. Uh, a chap who worked with him, who, 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 in that wonderful British way of saying a fair bit without saying very much, said of Andrew that he had a very generous assessment of his own abilities and importance. And uh, look, I think we, we may not be discussing him in future because I think he's due to disappear from, from public view for a very, very long time, if not life. Yeah, to collect stamps. And but meanwhile, his brother's got a bit of a problem. He has brother's got a big problem. good old Charlie. Yeah, he has um, heir uh, to the throne. It, it, there are suggestions that um, uh, that his foundation, one of his foundations, was trafficking in, in British honours. That is taking a sling uh, in return for making someone a sir. Um, hmm. uh, it's my understanding that. There's been trafficking in British honours for as long as, long as, as there's been British honours. 
Yes, yes. Um, but, but it's generally done by politicians rather than by yes. uh, the royals. Or, or for a long time it's been done by politicians rather than the, the, the royals themselves. But um, I, I think there was a Saudi, Saudi businessman who, who, uh, who had, was actually denied everything. Um, with a, with uh, a name about name about three metres long. It, it, yeah, a name about three metres long. That's not, that's not going to look any better for mine with a sir in front of it. It's not no. going to look any more impressive anyway. And, uh, and and he's denied all these claims. But basically, and besides, besides every, everyone from everyone from over there is a prince anyway. You know? Well, you just pop an L, an EL in front of your name, and uh, yeah. that gives you. Uh, some sort of link to aristocracy, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, a bit of bit of concern there. Must must quickly say that the Prince Charles is a net um, is a net money maker uh, through his various charities and so forth, and uh, and um, uh, he he's uh, sort of almost cottage industry style of of, of, of creating uh, goods and produce and so forth from his many farms and on his many estates actually makes money. He's one of the few royals who doesn't suck up a great deal from the public purse. He's an yes, old kid, that's of right. course. So it makes sense, you know. Well, he did, um, does he still talk to the plants? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think he has mainly people to talk to talk to the plants for him. Um, oh, he probably he pays does. people. Yeah, yeah. So you know, he, and he, he anyway, one of the, one of his chaps has been given the push, and apparently this time it's the third time this bloke's been given the push. Um, and um, he keeps very coming forgiving back. People. They're very forgiving but, people, the Windsors. But but this time apparently it's permanent. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Strike three, and you're it out. Won't come back. But not he's, quite the, he's, he's, the bloke who's been given the push is famous, apparently, as uh, as when Prince Charles had a polo injury and his arm in a sling. This was the chap who used to put the toothpaste on the toothbrush. Prince <laughs> Charles, so he could. Um, uh, very close. Uh, yeah. Very very close. Uh, but we still have uh, um, some unresolved uh, scandal at uh, at CNN uh, with CNN versus the Cuomo's, that very powerful Democratic family we, in New we, York. We do the um, the the consenting party with Jeffrey Zucker has also been given the, the woman with whom he was having an affair has also been given the push oh. uh, by CNN. Um, How does that work? Uh, oh, I don't know. It's it's all getting hard to follow. There, it seems it to be. That'd be lawyers at lawyers at uh, twenty paces. There, wouldn't they? They've given her the shove for being a consensual partner in an affair. Well, the the new head of CNN says that they've interviewed. They had a, a, an external law firm um, interview forty odd people and looked at. Uh, you know, a hundred pages of uh, transcripts or a hundred thousand pages of transcripts of text or whatever it was, and that a number of people, um, uh, Chris Cuomo, uh, Jeffrey Zucker, and um, and this woman whose name escapes me, the, the, uh, the, the consensual the, consenting the, party, the, yeah, um, have all breached the standards of CNN. Oh, <laughs> yes, I didn't know they had them either. <laughs> Would that be a contractual thing? Would they actually say these well, are our standards and you must follow them? I think the lawyers would be saying if you want to give it a push out the door, this is what you've got to say to it, you know, mm. um, uh, uh, more to the point, you know. Um, uh, anyway, it, it gets even, it, it, this is looking like 
um, a pitch for um, a new Dallas or Dynasty um, uh, type <laughs> series, really, isn't it? You know, with all of the, you know, you know, uh, with Jeff Zucker playing Jr. and um, uh, and uh, and the new bloke playing Cliff, you know, um, uh, in Dallas, you know, uh, yeah. with who wins the battle. Meanwhile, Fredo, as, 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 as he objects to being called, the younger <laughs> Cuomo, um, uh, not as Fredo, 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 from the, Fredo, yeah, 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 Fredo yeah, from yeah. the Godfather. Yeah, yeah the, the, sort of, the sort of dim and hopeless younger brother, yeah, elder brother, actually. Um, uh, uh, he's uh, alleged to have pestered an intern for sex, not when mm-hmm. he was at CNN, but when he was at the ABC beforehand, when he was starring in some show there, uh, she says, or her, more precisely, her lawyer says that he invited this intern up, she was a temporary intern, up for lunch mm. um, uh, in his office. And when he got there, there was no lunch, but he pestered her for sex. 